Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Now on 77 WABC, it's time for the former mayor of New York City, America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Hello, this is Rudy Giuliani, and I'm coming to you live from the city of New York on 77 WABC. I want to thank you for uh, tuning in and make sure you download the 77 WABC app to listen and uh, stay informed everywhere you go. Today is uh, a very, very significant anniversary. Uh, I think you all know it, and people of... Uh, the prior generation, including mine, actually, always knew exactly where they were when this happened. It's the 80th anniversary of the uh, attack on Pearl Harbor on December 7. And um, let's, let's listen to cut eight, spoken the day after. Yesterday, December 7, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. The United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. Did you hear the firmness in the voice? The strength of the voice? Look, I'm a Republican, so I'm not, you know, a 100% FDR fan. Although I do think the two most consequential presidents in the 20th century were FDR in the first half and, and I was going to say Trump, and Reagan in the second half. Um, but that's a leader. Imagine if he stood up there and said, they live with me, and we're going to have economic sanctions. Uh, well... That was one of uh, the worst days in American history. Equal to that would have been September 11 of um, 2001. Again, a sneak attack by a foreign enemy, Islamic extremist terrorism, 15 of them from Saudi Arabia, all of them uh, inflamed with jihad, uh, nurtured in Afghanistan uh, and uh, helped by the Taliban, put back in power by the man in the White House today. So I don't know how all of those great patriots would react to what we're doing right now. One, uh, one New York-based uh, veteran, a father of four, I've got this from Fox, uh, said, when we're united as a country, we cannot be defeated. That's my takeaway. What happened after Pearl Harbor shows that when we stand together, we cannot be beat. And... Um, I don't know if you've ever been to Pearl Harbor, but it's very, very moving to look down and see the ship there, the Arizona, I believe it is. Um, and it's also very, very inspiring to think of the bravery of the men and women who fought for until 1945 
you know, to, to, to end that war and um, gave their lives in large measure uh, in Europe, for example, to liberate other countries. Uh, before I get to before I get to the uh, um, pathetic confrontation between uh, Putin sitting there all by himself and Biden surrounded by his handlers, even the visual was pathetic. Uh, all you had, all you, all they needed was like put him in crutches or something. Um, and the takeaway from it is, if you attack, we'll put sanctions on you. They have sanctions already. That's what we did last time. Well, we'll talk about that in a moment, because uh, right now uh, there's a story closer to home that has me. Uh, I, I think de Blasio, because he's been acknowledged, I don't, I don't know if he accesses this or understands it, but I listen to national television and they talk about him as the worst mayor in America, the worst mayor in history. Uh, he seems to have no one who supports him, Democrat or Republican. That's really true. I mean, I can't think of a, even, you know, the most controversial American political figures that don't have, you know, supporters. I don't know. On one side, Trump. On the other, Hillary. They both have very strong supporters. Gee, I'm pretty controversial. I have some very, very strong supporters. You know? Biden has supporters. They don't even understand what he's talking about, and they support him. Nobody supports de Blasio. I mean, it could be one of our few areas of bipartisan agreement that he's a complete idiot. But the complete idiot wants to do damage now. This mandate is... A mandate is dangerous. First of all, uh, to mandate children getting a vaccine is completely, absolutely arbitrary, capricious, and an abuse of power. They don't need a vaccine. They basically don't get the illness. They definitely don't die from it, and they hardly transmit it. You stick a, you stick a mass on them just to torture them. And you're doing more damage with that than you're doing, uh, you know, if you just take the damn mask off. If they should get some mild asymptomatic case, you know, they'll be immune from the darn thing for, for maybe forever. And they, and they, and they are the least uh, uh, that transmits it. Also, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're, you're, this thing is gonna be declared illegal in the same way that uh, Biden uh, mandates. Uh, I think now there are two courts that have declared it illegal. Let's, let you know, it's over inclusive and under inclusive, right? Um, it's it's over inclusive in that it includes. I don't know how many because they don't bother to count, but I just did a podcast with a very famous doctor who says something like 75% of America has natural immunity because they've had the illness. That would include our children. So let's, let's make it 60% of those students don't only don't need it because they're not going to get the disease, but they have immunity from it. Why put them through whatever risk there is? And there is a risk. It's not, um, I mean, it's a risk that you could say is well within the bounds of a risk worth taking if you can avoid the illness, but not for a child who's not going to get it and is not going to get terribly ill if they do get it, isn't going to die if they get it. And if they're immune, I, and if they're naturally immune, I, 
There are very few cases of anybody naturally immune who have gotten it, gotten reinfected. I mean, much less than the people who got the vaccine. And, and um, this, is, this is just, uh, uh, I mean, this is really an example of how these left-wingers, these socialists, have uh, fascist tendencies. I've been telling you this from the beginning of this pandemic. But they started to come out with, you know, Governor Cuomo and Governor Murphy, who probably is the worst governor in America, uh, uh, Witless in, um, in Michigan, uh, Party Boy in, in California. Mandate, 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 dictate, mandate, dictate, mandate, dictate. That's what we do in dictatorships. In democracies, we persuade. We convince. You know, here's another thing about the vaccine that's quite interesting. Every medicine that's advertised on television, I don't care what it is, by the time you finish listening to it, you're convinced it's going to kill you. Haven't you noticed that? Here's a great medicine for high blood pressure. It does this. And be aware of the fact that there are side effects. It might make you tired, make you sleepy, make you paralyzed, have your arm fall off, and you might drop dead. And then you see the person smiling and laughing and running around like crazy. If you take that seriously, I wouldn't buy any medicine. Has anybody told you the side effects of the vaccine? Not only that, it's not even uh, uh, like those medicines that you see on television largely have been completely vetted. I mean, they've gone through they've gone through a complete approval process that usually takes a couple of years. These vaccines are less than a year old. Things go wrong with medicines two years later. Imagine hydroxychloroquine had a 60-year history described by the by the one of those alphabet crooked agencies we have as a benign medicine until Trump mentioned it for 60 60 years of 60 years of experience by hydroxychloroquine a hundred or more studies showing its effectiveness and they uh, and they ba- banned it and the, and the vaccine, uh, less than a year's experience, certainly some side effects, have no idea what the long-term impact is, just don't know, we're taking the risk, uh, but no, uh, no acknowledgement of those risks to people. I think there's something wrong with that. I don't know, I do. I do, and this moron is mandating it like he's... I, this is the guy who came up with you have to have papers. I wonder what's going on in the back of his head. You ever show your papers, please, at the uh, local uh, restaurant? You can, if you want to come into the restaurant, you must uh, show your papers. If you don't have your papers, you can't eat, you can't drink, and very soon you can't leave. Eh, eh, eh. What is wrong with these people? Children? Well, there's already a a, a legal action that's going to be filed. And I assume, except for the fact that the courts here are so Democrat, (laughs) it should, like the other two cases, uh, I mean, even even a a very, very Democrat judge appointed by by, uh, Obama issued a uh, temporary restraining order originally 
Then that was backed up by a written, very good written opinion of the, of the Fifth Circuit. And now all appeals will go to the Sixth Circuit, one, one place for all the appeals so you don't get a bunch of different opinions. Because let's face it, eventually this is going to be decided by the Supreme Court. You know it has to be. And uh, the Supreme Court will dis- decide the basis on which a uh, chief executive can abrogate to himself the power to legislate, which is what you're doing. Now, in emergencies, uh, there is a great deal of broad power given to a mayor, a governor, and a president. And the question is, are we still in an emergency? Uh, The death rate now is comparable to other illnesses, some more. The death rate for children is almost non-existent. There's a much greater chance they'll be killed in a car accident. There's a much greater chance they'll be killed by another kid. Uh, so how can you – does that mean that the, the mayor's got emergency power in those situations too? I mean, we're basically doing away with a, demo, a governmental laws if we do that. And I know, I know, there's, a, you know there's great feelings on both sides here, but uh, beyond that, there's a constitution to be considered. And these laws uh, exist, you know, particularly to be honored and respected in an emergency. Otherwise, it's very hard for us to live together. Uh, when I come back, uh, we'll talk about um, we'll talk about the uh, former KGB uh, killer against um, against our uh, mentally impaired president who had to have his handlers uh, surround him during the conference. Really good look, Joe. Boy, you look just like FDR. (laughs) As we head into uh, a new year, we're confronted by a new revelation. COVID is not going away. It's one thing uh, for Dr. Fauci to say it, but quite another when business leaders repeat it. A recent survey from the Business Roundtable revealed that CEOs believe we're in a perma-war with COVID and expect more economic uncertainty ahead. Before the new uh, Omicron a variant even emerged, executives across healthcare, manufacturing, and logistics issued warnings about volatility, price spikes, labor market challenges, and a new phase of the unknown. If this isn't a call to arms to protect your portfolio, then I don't know what is. And everyone knows that physical gold is the choice of savvy investors. Monetary Gold is offering a free protection guide and a gold credit of up to five grand for the first 25 calls who qualify. Call 1-888-204-2141. COVID is not going away, but your retirement may. Call 1-888-204-2141 for your free protection guide and to qualify for a gold credit. Now on 77 WABC, it's time for the former mayor of New York City, America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. When I visited Delta Rescue recently, I asked its founder, Leo Grillo, why they're the largest care for life sanctuary in the world. Well, he surprised me. He said that people in America keep their pets, dogs and cats, uh, for only two and a half years. And, uh, and then they, they, they uh, just give them out. If, if he adopted uh, out the dogs and cats he rescued, in two and a half years they'd be abandoned again, turned over to the pound or killed or die and, after all they've been through, these uh, animals would lose their homes all over again. Caring for up to 1,500 dogs, cats, and horses at Delta Rescue costs a fortune. 
And there's a full-time animal hospital right there, 365 days a a year. Delta relies solely on donations from people like you and me. I'd like you to help them by going to deltarescue.org slash Rudy and pressing the green donate button. Please give as much as your heart tells you. That's deltarescue.org slash Rudy. And don't forget to call me on the Tunnel to Towers hotline at 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222, and make your $11 a month donation to Tunnel to Towers. So uh, the, 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 um, the discussion between Biden and Putin ended. Uh, I've gotten some of the feedback on it and some of the uh, spinning from um, Mike Sullivan, the guy who should probably be in jail, and um, well, so should the president for that matter. But uh, in any event, I think uh, Putin uh, must have left frightened as hell. You could almost, you know, see that he'd be going back into that room with his hands shaking that there'd be more, there might be more sanctions. There could be more sanctions, and our response is going to be really tough. Really, really tough. Uh, th- I mean, this is this is the same guy that gave him the uh, uh, the uh, Nord Stream uh, two pipeline for nothing. He already controls what is it about seventy uh, percent of the uh, energy supply to Europe. Just, I mean, he might be pushing one hundred percent thanks to Joe Biden. I mean, this is the guy who uh, took the uh, uh, Bagram Air Force Base away from uh, 400 miles from China and uh, 500 miles from Iran. And how much further would it have been to Russia? Not much, right? I got to take a look on the map and see. I mean, if you don't, if you don't, if you if if you can't figure out that the guy sitting there with all the handlers around him is a patsy, then you're not Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin may be a really bad guy. He is a really bad guy. He's actually a killer. But no one ever said he was a dumb killer. Right? Uh, he's been able to do a lot with less than we have. And he sure pushes us around. So far, Joe hasn't pushed him anywhere, right? Wow. He's going to have sanctions. That'll really that. That's like what he did with China. He he. Uh, the diplomats are not going to go to the Olympics. China is thinking of canceling the Olympics because um, because our diplomats aren't coming. Yeah, they're so. I mean, they're going to lose so much money. Uh, they're going to be so wrecked and so destroyed and embarrassed by the fact that um, that our diplomats aren't going there. That, I mean, they just won't recover. China will not recover from that. You realize how stupid that is? Carter, Carter canceled it. This is weaker than Jimmy Carter. I mean, I really thought Jimmy Carter was the worst president. I thought. But then when we got Obama and he gave all that money to, um, to Iran... Uh, in cash, so they could give it to terrorists. Because that's why would you give it to them in cash? I mean, the other money's wired. Why would that, countries don't do cash transactions? Not hundreds of millions of dollars in cash, but that's how you transfer money to terrorists. I mean, and that would have occurred to Obama because he has a brain. It wouldn't occur to 
the guy who had his handlers around him today. So um, what should he have done today? He should have rocked Putin's world. That's what he should have done. He should have said, you know, I trusted you, Putin, and I gave you that Nord Stream 2 permission, and I took a lot of heat for that, but I thought it would be a, a gesture of good faith. Well, I'm taking it back. In fact, I'm going to put you on a schedule. How many troops you got there now? About 85,000? If there's, if there's 85,000 there tomorrow, I rescind the agreement. You better get 20,000 out quick. And uh, then each day I'm going to put on increased sanctions. In fact, I'm going to make some up that nobody ever thought of before. And we're actually going to enforce them. Like, you know, I found out when, when Trump became president that all of a sudden the same sanctions were crushing Iran. Because Biden didn't enforce them. Really. Bunch of phonies. I don't know why they love Iran so much. It's a terrorist country. I know. I mean, he's uh, Biden is completely compromised by China and Russia, so he can't really do very much. But a, a, an American president, a real American president like uh, Kennedy or Roosevelt or uh, Reagan or uh, or uh, Trump would have said, uh, OK, you got 10 days to get him out of there. Each day we put new sanctions on uh, until we get to ones nobody ever thought of. Because we're going to be dreaming of sanctions that completely crush your economy. We've done it before. We can do it again. Oh, go, go, yeah, sure. Just trade with China. Their economy's freaking falling apart too because of our tariffs. Um, oh, and then, oh, I should have mentioned it to you. I, I meant to tell you when I called you. Don't feel offended, but we're, you know, we're going to put about a hundred thousand troops in Poland, uh, NATO troops. We're going to put them there really, uh, because Really not your fault, Vladimir. It's uh, that guy in Belarus who keeps uh, sending uh, illegals over the border into Poland, Latvia, and Lithuania. You know, we 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 got allies too, Poland, Latvia, and Lithuania, and they've been asking for help. And Merkel's been kind of double crossing us because she plays with you all the time. But Merkel's gone now, so I convinced our allies because. By the way, the United States is the strongest country on earth. You know that, right? Strongest military, strongest economy. Uh, so we, we, we told our allies, and they agreed with us, that we're going to put 100,000 troops. In fact, there should be about 10,000 there tomorrow. And over the course of the next four or five days, there'll be 100,000 troops in Poland, real close to your border and real close to the border of Belarus, just in case we need them. I don't think we're going to need them because... God, we sold, we, man, we made a lot of money selling all these arms to Ukraine. Now, in fact, we made so much money, we're going to start giving them a discount. So thanks. I mean, it really helped our, our military industry. And we got a bunch of guys, you know, these advisors, and they're retired, and they, they're trying to make some extra money. So the, did I tell you about five or 600 of them, you know, just ended up in uh, Kiev? Now, it is the holidays, and they'd probably rather be home. And you could get them home, Vladimir. Just get rid of the damn troops, huh? Those troops stay there every day they're there. Russia's going to pay. Big time. And we're going to assume you got them there to invade. So we're going to just prepare. We're not going to do anything. We're not going to be the aggressor. But we're going to prepare. And we'll start with 100,000 and 
We'll see what the hell we need, you know? Hmm. Let's see now. What did I, 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 uh, I, uh, just, I, I, uh, I'm going to rescind Nord, Nord Stream 2. Uh, you know, they all want me to anyway. Probably happened because, you know, I get these little dementia things that go on. Um, so, 77 WABC's third holiday radiothon for the kids at Cohen Children's Medical Center is coming up Friday, December 17th. Get ready to donate or do it right now. Text at word hero to 51555. Now on 77 WABC, it's time for the former mayor of New York City, America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Do you want to be a hero for the holidays? How about getting your loved one a new iPhone? That's right. Pure Talk has iPhone 12s starting at just $479 through the end of the year. And yes, they have the 13s too. Switch to Pure Talk. Get great nationwide 5G coverage. Yes, the same coverage at, as, as, as the big guys. But the average family saves over $800 a year. There's no need to overpay for Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Plus, with Pure Talk's 30-day risk-free guarantee, you've got nothing to lose. Unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data is just $30 a month. And like I said... The iPhone 12, just $479 this month as a Christmas gift. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan and phone that's right for you. Use their savings calculator to see exactly how much your family will save. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code WABC and save an additional 50% off your first month and save on a new phone. That's puretalk.com, promo code W-A-B-C. Some restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay, well, the meeting has ended. Joe has gone up to his bedroom. He's sleeping now. Putin is licking his lips. Uh, and, oh, no, he's actually frightened. Oh, oh boy, is he frightened. They probably called Z and said, hey, Z, uh, going in, going into uh, Taiwan might not be that tough, you know. I don't know about this guy. He doesn't. He, he doesn't even know how to fake it. It looks like. I mean, he acts like a weakling. He he's got about four or five people surrounded him, and and they they may be more stupid than him, because they're the. I mean, they all had to agree on withdrawing from Afghanistan and taking the troops out before the civilians are getting the civilians killed. They had it. Man, they had to agree on Bagram. Well, that might be uh, something, a favor he owed, owed you guys for all the money you gave him. I mean, we didn't give him as much. We just gave him $3.5 million. You guys put in that $1.5 billion into <laughs> the son's the son's private equity fund <laughs> with uh, Kerry's kid and uh, and uh, Whitey Bulger's nephew with part. <laughs> God, how did you – even, you know – I guess it's worth it to buy a vice president, Z, but Whitey Bulger's nephew in a private equity fund? Jeez, you don't, you wouldn't give that to Goldman Sachs. But you got him good. I mean, you, and then you, I think Putin will say to Z, I think you probably even have better pictures than we do. 
I know that Giuliani guy's got some pictures, but he, he doesn't have uh, the pictures that we have. We got more. We got more pictures. He's just got a taste. So why don't we go to um, why don't we go to why don't we go to Steve in New Jersey? See what Steve Hello, has to Mayor. say on Pearl Harbor Day. Hello, Mr. Mayor. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, look, I'm no FDR fan, but I want you to compare and contrast this. You were in the trenches. On nine eleven, by as you were dealing through that on September eleventh, for which I give you all the credit. All right, uh, you and the first responders. George W. Bush knew exactly where the enemy was by late morning, early afternoon. Yet he waited three weeks. Get, give FDR credit. We were in the war the next day after we got hit. What do you think of the fact that George W. Bush waited three weeks, thereby allowing the enemy to escape into Pakistan and created these wider wars, which I, I agree with Trump. We're unnecessary. What do you think about that? And I, look, I know George W. Bush was good to you. I understand that you may be reluctant to go off on him, but please. Well, I'm not going to go off on him. I, 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 I was so used to. I understand your point, and it's not a bad point. But I was so used to Clinton basically bombing fields with nobody in it when they, you know, destroyed one of our ships, killed our sailors, did acts of war against us, declared war on us. And then Clinton would go pick, pick an empty field and, you know, and kill a couple of cows. That I was just thankful that, that, that we responded. So maybe we should have responded quicker, but we responded with great power and force. I have uh, right behind me a, uh, a knife and a, a, a hat and a scarf and a big picture of a, of a, of a, of a base, an Al Qaeda base that was attacked by the first group of, you know, the horse soldiers that went in. And when they killed uh, a couple of people there in, in, in knife fights, they uh, they did it in uh, they did it in honor of New York City and firefighters, and they brought me one. Uh, that that war started. Now I'm not going to tell you how it ended. That war started out right, and for a long time that war broke up the ability of them to attack us. It is true it gave them a chance to escape, but you can't plan massive attacks on this country in caves. And it basically stuck him in caves for the next 10 years and and and, and uh, left him there as targets for us to go find. And actually, uh, you know, Trump finished off the killing of them. Um, I don't I don't think anybody had as much of a problem with the Afghan war as they did with Iraq uh, uh, based on two things. Right. The mistake about the weapons of mass destruction, but also the question of. When you think more in a more complex way about foreign policy, maybe by having Saddam there, we somewhat neutralized Iran. After all, they fought a seven-year war to a standstill. Um, I don't think Iran would be in this position to create an empire in the northern Middle East if there was still a, a, a functioning Iraq. But, but I, do, I do think, given the reality of the times that we were in, and the expectations created by wishy-washy Clinton, who I take, oh, I, I think has to take some of the responsibility for encouraging Bin Laden. Uh, I think Bush's response accomplished the purpose. Could it have been done faster? Uh, maybe yes. Maybe the military felt it needed that time to get it right. Uh, you know, you never, you never. A lot of, a lot of rumors about Pearl Harbor. Did we have more? Do we have some warning of it? So that's why we could move so quickly. 
That's I, I don't think that's true, by the way, but that's one of the issues. And like you, I'm not a, a, an FDR fan, but I give him great credit for that. And he was a, he was a really effective war leader. Big problem surrounded by too many communists. His big problem was selling out to Uncle Joe and getting completely overwhelmed by Uncle Joe. Number one, because he had communists in his, in his administration. And number two, like Biden, by the end, he, he didn't know who the hell he was. He got reelected with people, you know, car- I think he was already dead and they just stuck him up. I mean, it was, it was a total disgrace to run him for a fourth term, just like it was a disgrace to run this complete uh, nursing home candidate for president. Can you imagine Putin sitting there, a vital, tough, strong man, all by himself, just me, against five of those idiots? I used to love that in court. I'd go to court as a prosecutor, and there'd be you know, 20 defense lawyers on the other side, and I'd sit there by myself or maybe one assistant. It was very powerful to a jury, by the way, that, gee, that guy must know what he's doing. The other guy, really, all they're doing is like conferring with each other. And, and by and, and uh, Putin's got to be sitting there. He's human, trying to figure out. I wonder which one makes the decisions here, because it surely isn't the surely isn't the uh, impaired one sitting at the front there at the front table who's going to sanction me. You're going to sanction me. I'm I'm really going to take my troops back now because he's going to sanction me. Somebody. When you pick the wrong person for president, people die because there are great responsibilities in being the president of the United States of America. And when you're incompetent and when you are dishonest and when you have a sick ideology, oh, my goodness, you put that all together. And look at the China thing. He's, he's going to keep the diplomats out of the Olympics. I mean, you might as well not even do it. But Carter used to do this. He would take like these half steps that would convince our enemies that he was afraid. I'll, I'll put my, I'll put my. He was afraid to go in the water, right? It's like the guy who puts his little toe in the water and then he takes it out. Puts his toe in the water, he takes it out. Puts his toe in the water. You look at him. This guy's not going in the water. I'll, I'll take over the water. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a lot to leadership and. We've had some very poor leaders. We've never had anything like this. This is this is beyond this is beyond a comparison, and it is exceedingly exceedingly uh, exceedingly dangerous. Let's go to Joseph in Fairfield. Hey, Mister Joseph in Fairfield, how are you? I I can hear something in the background, but I can't hear you, Joe. Well, I think uh, you might have the wrong location. <laughs> oh, that's my my friend Joe. How are you, Joe? Yeah, how are you? Uh, okay. So, and you'd uh, like to talk about? Uh, January 6th, as it pertains to uh, the civil rights and civil liberties of these people who are being detained. You mean the now, civil rights and civil liberties that have been completely trashed? Exactly. Now, I, I, really, I really want to accentuate the contrast uh, between how these people are being treated and if you recall, the chaos and anarchy that actually engulfed over 300 American cities in the year 2020. And I have to remind you, compared to what these people are accused of, 
again, the people that actually were engaged in those atrocities that took place in 2020 just last year, again, you know, they caused billions of dollars worth of damage in terms of looting, arson, and on all the other crimes they were engaged in. And over 30 people, human beings who used to walk among us, are not here anymore. They were killed during those riots. Do you, I, don't, I don't understand how the courts... I mean, a courtroom, things... We watched the trial, you know, the other day. I've been in court, you know, for a lot of my life. Usually things, things get reasoned out. I don't understand how the courts can tolerate this. I, 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 if we didn't, if we didn't try somebody quickly, and uh, the bail was too much, and the person couldn't get out, the judge would go crazy. Wouldn't matter who it was. The guy could be a, a, a mafia guy, or a, I mean, you've got to have a reason for holding somebody. And these these people these people have not committed. I mean, the, the, the serious crimes were exaggerated. None of them have committed a serious crime. Uh, maybe the worst, they destroyed property. The worst. Some of them may have done nothing. They may, may have been invited in. And there, uh, there's no risk of flight. They seem to be pretty solid citizens. At least a lot less risk of flight than they let out all the rioters. Uh, Kamala Harris and Biden's people put up the money for them. And they, they claim they don't support those riots. Come on. They put up the money for it. Now, we're, we're, we're going to have um, something to say about um, about Russia and China and Iran and, and what Biden has to do in my final thoughts, if he's, if, if, if he's going to save us. Uh, or somebody's got to come along in the, Repu- in the Democratic Party and be an American. You don't, you don't, you don't allow this with this kind of reaction. So we'll we'll talk about that uh, after after the break, and we have a chance to give you some final some final thoughts. But let's go to uh, let's go to Susan in Brooklyn. Uh, hi, Susan. Susan, we're losing you, kid. All right. Let's go then. Let's try Joseph in Fairfield now, if we can. Hello? Joseph, I thought I got you before, but I got the other Joe in the Bronx. What would you like to talk about? I'm from Long Island. Oh, somebody wrote down Fairfield. Okay. I don't know if you're allowed to talk about it. Well, tell me. Are you allowed to talk about the Arizona election audit? And I want to tell you what I mean. Uh, Prior to the audit, they did an initial recount of the ballots, and they found that Joe Biden won. So naturally, the mainstream leftist media ran with that. But then once they started the audit, they dug into it, and they found that the ballots were, shall we say, questionable, and that they should have been disqualified. And there were enough of those ballots that would have given the Arizona election to Trump. Yeah, and the, and the, and, and the mainstream media lied about that, too. In fact, I mean, I, I watched it. Because I know it. I mean, I started it, right? I started it when I went to the legislature. I mean, I started that whole process. Uh, in fact, I started it while I was suffering from COVID and didn't know it. I went there and I spent an entire day and a half with the legislature. And it took three or four months to get them organized. But they finally wrote a letter to Vice President Pence asking for uh, the vote back. 
But uh, the reality is recounting the ballots in this situation is a joke. If there are fraudulent ballots mixed in and you don't examine them, either with a Republican uh, observer, all of whom were excluded, or with forensic uh, machines, you just count the same phony votes. It's like what they did in, in Georgia. And the, and the crooked governor and, and uh, 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 secretary of state would constantly say, well, we counted it a second time. He got even more votes a second time. We counted it a third time. He got even more votes the third time. It's because they can't even count right. So, uh, no, I mean, I've talked about Arizona. Arizona, there are more than enough votes in Arizona that were fraudulent that Trump won Arizona. I mean, I, I, you come to my house and I'll show them to you. How about uh, they're not counting any illegals voting? Because in Arizona, illegals can't vote, unlike New York City, where the moron who's running it wants illegals to vote. Well, that, that's not going to last. That's not going to last. But in any event, any illegals who voted in that election in Arizona, their votes had to be taken out. Nobody bothered to do a really good examination of that. I had an expert do it who calculated it, it had to be at least 60,000, 70,000 illegals who voted, who have no right to vote, or people who weren't citizens. Might not even be illegal. They weren't citizens, but they had a driver's license. In the worst terrorist attack to ever take place on American soil, that's correct, actually, worse than Pearl Harbor in terms of the number of casualties, 2,977 people lost their lives. It was September 11, 2001. But in the face of horror, brave Americans responded. Many even stepped forward to enlist in our armed forces, much as they did after Pearl Harbor, right? Since then, more than 7,000 U.S. soldiers made the ultimate sacrifice. These heroes were part of the war on terror. America's response to 9-11, and they kept us safe. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation honored those men and women who gave everything by reading their names aloud for the first time ever in a new annual ceremony. Tunnel to Towers is making sure their sacrifice is never forgotten. The Foundation's season of hope runs from Thanksgiving to New Year's. At least one mortgage-free home a day is being given away for 37 days to honor America's great heroes. Do good in their honor. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. Now on 77 WABC, it's time for the former mayor of New York City, America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani back uh, with you on uh, 77 WABC. As we head into a new year, we're confronted uh, by a new revelation. COVID is not going away. It's one thing for Dr. Fauci to say it, but quite another when business leaders say it. A recent survey from the Business Roundtable revealed that CEOs believe we're in a permanent war with COVID and expect more economic uncertainty lying ahead. Before the new Omicron variant, Emerged, executives across healthcare, manufacturing, and logistics issued warnings about volatility, price hikes, labor market challenges, and a new phase of the un- unknown. If this isn't a call to arms to protect your portfolio, I don't know what is. And everyone knows that physical gold is the choice of savvy investors. Monetary Gold is offering a free promotion guide and a gold credit of up to $5,000 for the first 25 callers. Call 1-888-204-2141. COVID is not going away, but your retirement may. 
call 1-888-204-2141 for your free protection guide and to qualify for a gold credit. Well, this has been a very important day and that it comes on the anniversary of Pearl Harbor makes it even more symbolic. And uh, this is a time where a president steps up or he doesn't. You know, um, where he's a Franklin Roosevelt or a, or a Jimmy Carter, right? Um, he didn't step up at all. There was no toughness, no anger. Nothing, nothing new, nothing uh, that would make uh, a, a Putin think twice about what he's doing. The way a Ronald Reagan could do or a Donald Trump could do. Uh, nothing that where he would say, Gee, if I overstep here, this may be very, very tough. I mean, remember, uh, Russia is still a small country compared to the United States and China. Our military is substantially larger than theirs. Our capabilities are way better than theirs. One of the mistakes we made in the Cold War, we overestimated them. When we found out, when we found out that, you know, they did a pretty good job of exaggerating, we were actually kind of uh, um, embarrassed that we had uh, waited, <laughs> waited so long to push them. Uh, I, uh, the, you have got to, to be president of the United States. You have got to be a protector. By nature, you have to have the strength and the moral courage and the clarity of vision to be able to protect people. A bumbling, stumbling old man going into the depths of dementia is hardly going to even give a trained expert KGB operative a pause for anything whatever plan uh, uh, putin had for for uh for ukraine I, I don't know what it is he's uh, could, could just be for positioning it could be to test uh, biden just to see what happens push him put my troops there see, see if he does anything then i pull back and i'll wait a little or maybe maybe it's a way of uh, giving uh, z an opportunity to to test him uh, because you know that z is very interested in getting taiwan and he wants to get Taiwan in time for, for the uh, party congress at the end of next year, when it's his desire to be officially made the president for life, the way Putin is president for life. Uh, so if you want to know more about this, I'm in the middle, actually. In fact, I'm going to finish it when, we're, when, when I get off, of doing a podcast on the three challenges presented to, to Biden uh, seemingly all at once which is uh, the challenge of 125,000 troops on the border of Ukraine, the uh, challenge of uh, China pushing, 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 uh, and at least uh, doing a real pretense of getting ready to invade uh, Taiwan, and then Iran basically saying, the hell with you, we don't even want to deal. And experts saying they're about uh, what, 60 days or something away from being able to 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 um, to put together a nuclear warhead, 
And we had them, you know, to a month. We had them a year before that, but it was a ridiculous year because they could have. I mean, let's face it. Even when Biden was sane, he was stupid, right? And I don't know what Obama was. You sign an agreement with with a country like that that lies all the time, that uh, uh, that actually f- physically intimidates the inspectors, all of whom have testified about that recently. We're so desperate for an agreement with this supporter of terrorism. Uh, I just hope somebody could step forward in the Democrat Party, which used to be a great party that loved America and defended us, protected us, you, me, our children, our grandchildren. We're virtually unprotected right now, virtually unprotected against at least three regimes that are extraordinarily aggressive, shrewd, opportunists. I'm talking about the the regime of terror in Iran, the Chinese Communist Party that's murdered more of its own citizens than uh, anyone else. I mean, Iran probably a good number two. And, uh, and, and Russia that wants to reestablish the Russian Empire, whatever that is, or the Soviet Empire, whatever that is. So we'll have more on this tomorrow. And I want you to go to my podcast right now, rudyscommonsense.com, and then Again tomorrow we'll have the uh, we'll have the whole the whole um, we'll have the whole analysis of uh, of these three of these threats to us. So remember, we need it now. You get up tomorrow morning. You say a prayer for America. Say a prayer for America. Say a prayer to God to give us somewhere, someplace, some leadership before we even get to twenty two. Because I don't know. Please God, and then. Thank God for making us Americans. And remember, Pearl Harbor. Never forget, just like we never forget September 11. Those were real Americans. Great America. We still have it. We still have it, believe me. God bless you. God bless America.